Okay, well, hello and welcome to Jays from Home. Uh, my name is Matt. I am joined with my brother Steve. Hello. And later on, we will be joined by author Jason Love, who has written the book Slices of Americana: A Road Trip Through American Baseball History. So that was a good talk. Yeah, uh, it is a good book too. I just finished reading it this week. I know you read it a long time ago, but uh, it was a it was a good read. I liked it. Yeah, and and it's funny because it sort of inspired me to get to start my next and current uh, baseball read, the uh, the um, the Buck O'Neill uh, road trip book. <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on the title right now, but the, it, it, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of books recommended in that one, um, but uh, yeah. but we'll we'll uh, it, it's a good interview. We'll uh, we'll we'll play that a little later. But um, also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter if you don't already at Jays from Home. Yes, that's hey, a good, good reminder. Good job in there. following the instructions on the on the on the show page because I <laughs> I was just about to do that. Okay, um, so it's been um, I would say it's been so far a good uh, week for the for the Jays. They haven't really gone into any any slides or slumps. Um, on Monday, they beat the Rays eight to one, and Manoa had just a dominant uh, performance. Uh, he threw eight innings, had a sh- had zero runs and one hit and ten strikeouts. Uh, so that, that I think that might be. Um, one of the best outings for Jay's starting pitcher of the year so far. Yeah, um, well, for a non-Robbie Ray pitcher, that is, I think. Um, well, well, yeah, <laughs> I think Robbie Ray did. He have he had a, another a dominant start again this week too. Um, now I was slightly worried because they had just come off that weekend against the Orioles. I was slightly worried that uh how the Jays bats would handle um actual major league pitching um <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I I, th- I think uh I, I think that as the results will show they did struggle on the offensive side a little bit but not on Monday they won eight to one which I found surprising as like like you said like after coming off 44 runs against the Orioles to I would have expected them to be a little lower scoring I mean eight runs is lower than 22 but yeah, that's that, by mathematical standards. <laughs> that is correct. Um, and and Teoscar went five for five. I, it wasn't so much that it was like you know like they were because they were flying. So I was just like literally like t- um, Tampa is one of the best teams in, in 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 the in Major League Baseball right now. So going up against them is is a tough task, especially you know compared like when 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 you're not when you're facing subpar pitching, I, I just worry that like, it's like, you know, people talk about home run derbies, like how it like just ruins batter's swing. I just worry that it would like, you know, just, just affect <laughs> the Jays in, in a negative way, but it didn't. So that's good. Yeah. And, and overall they, so they won that series. They lost two nothing on Tuesday, which is when one of the games I was alluding to where um, their offense kind of wasn't there, but I mean, to lose only two nothing is not that bad against the Rays. Like yeah, that's that's pretty good sign for their pitching that they only gave up two runs. Yeah, and and then on Wednesday they came back and won uh, six to three. Um, was that a Robbie Ray start? Um, I, I to be honest, I, I don't know. I I listened to most of that game before switching over and watching the rest of it, but uh, mm-hmm. because I was I was working that was an afternoon game, so I was working while I had it on in the background, so I didn't really pay too much attention to that one, but. I do want to say about that series, the fact that they won was really good because I remember um, uh, I was listening to the um, 
Spin rate? Spin rate, yes. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to call it at the letters. That that would be uh, taboo, I think. Um, but uh, they said that um, if the Jays go 3-3 three and three against the Rays, then they'd be uh, pretty good. So even if they lose the next series uh, this week coming up, then there will still be okay. I think I, I would like them to win the series against the Rays. And I'll tell you why. Because if they win, like most, like the Jays, if they get into the playoffs, it's going to be a wild card spot. And who are they going to face? They're going to face the Rays most yeah. likely. So they, I want them to have a positive uh, showing against the Rays. And I just wonder, because the Rays are such a like, like their their methods are sneaky, like not sneaky, but they're just like, you don't know what the, what really they're they're ever doing on a surface level. So I wonder what they're going to, throw at the Blue Jays as far as like are they going to try to hide some strategies or hide some some starting pitching um against the the Jays uh when we see them next uh I, I would I, say probably not um, yeah, I guess they'll probably try to win some games that's that's the idea Unless yeah because I don't think I mean they at one point they were pretty solidly in first place in the AL East but I don't think that they're they're not that far ahead uh like I think well, they're eight and a half games ahead, I guess, uh, of, of the, Blue of Jays, the right? Red Sox. No, the Red Sox. The Red Sox are a little closer, but I mean, it's. I, I don't think they have it locked up anymore, right? Um, I don't know. I'd still consider that a pretty big lead. Um, but let's let's go to the the, the Twins series now. On on Friday, uh, they the Twins beat the Jays seven to three, and they spoiled Marcus Semien's thirty first birthday. Yeah, he he wanted a home run for his birthday, is what uh, they were saying on the broadcast. Well, he got it the next day. Yes, uh, his 40th. So now uh, this is, what is it, the fourth duo that they uh, were saying of the Blue Jays have had with 40 or more home runs? Yeah, um, Donaldson and Bautista. Um, Delgado and Green, and there was Delgado and someone else uh, another year. but uh, Canseco, maybe? No. I don't. It was a name that I, uh, I don't there, there was remember. Like, I, I thought it was like George Bell and someone else too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so the Jays won that game six to two. Um, yeah, Teo, I was Teoscar a little disappointed a in, in the Blue Jays in that game up until um, what was it, the third or fourth inning when they got their uh, their lead. So until they started scoring runs, you're disappointed in them. Well, because in the first game, I mean, they could only get three runs against the Twins, um, and. And in the second game, like they're they're going along, give up a quick two nothing uh, lead to the Twins again. But well, Donaldson with uh, two home runs on uh, with a home run on Friday and, and another one on Saturday. Like it's, uh, I I was thinking, oh, this is going to be another another series where the Blue Jays are are can't score against the team they should be scoring against, and or maybe that the uh, the high offense explosion from the last. Uh, six games or seven games have caught up to them, um, but luckily they uh, they were able to take the lead. And then I I was listening on the radio in the car yesterday, and then switched over. So it was great to see that they also were able to score on, with bases loaded. That's that's been a a problem this year. I find not for Guriel. No, <laughs> and and thank goodness it was not Bichette or sorry, not Gritchick up to bat for bases loaded because. Uh, Gritchick did a lot of, um, well, I call them Gritchick things, popping out, hitting into a double play, grounding out, like standard. Well, he was in there for de- for, for, for defense because he was batting eighth then, uh, I think, on, on Saturday's game. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, we're recording this Sunday morning before the uh, 
uh, final game of the series. But uh, just interesting to note that that Barrios is going to be facing the Twins today. Um, so kind of a, facing his former team. More importantly, though, um, they, there was some, some some talk about like how he was maybe day to day with. Um, uh, abdominal some, like, strain or abdominal something. Yeah. Strain. So it's good that he's pitching. Good that he's got. Uh, got I, I, last note that I have about that Twins uh, series is that uh, Donaldson seems to be on a uh, uh, some sort of Blue Jays media tour where he's trying to make himself look good for the fans. Like one day he was saying, "Oh, they should play for fifty thousand fans for sure." And then the most recent thing I saw was that he thinks Guerrero should be the MVP over Otani. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess he's trying to ingratiate, ingratiate himself, but he did get a nice uh, round of applause when he came back to Toronto. He tipped his cap to everybody, and uh, it, you know he he did he really did help the team quite a bit, especially 2015. He won the MVP, mm. uh, so he was a good player. Like I said before, he he and, and Bautista hit 40 home runs uh, together uh, that 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 year, uh, 40 plus home runs, whatever the number was. So so you know, like we can't just like he. I guess it was a little like. When he left, he was kind of get, starting to get injury prone, and maybe there was a little bit of negative distraction to the team uh, coming from him because he, maybe he wanted to get traded. But you know, let's just think about the happy times. All right. Well, currently, as we record, the Blue Jays are in the second wild card spot, so they're uh, zero games back of the wild card <laughs> at the yeah, moment. I think. I think. Well, well, how many games up is Boston? Let's just take a quick look. I think Boston. I think is one and a half. Or let's see, uh, yeah, they're one full game up on, yeah. on on Toronto. Yankees are half a game back. Um, Oakland two games back. Seattle four games back. Just, yeah. Just so hopefully that they they close out the series against the Twins this afternoon with a win, and then they and I guess the Yankees are they're playing the Rangers today, or are they playing a different team? Next, no, next week we'll get to that part in just a second. The, the Yankees are, I think they're still playing the Orioles. We just, I guess, Yankees and Red Sox losing today would be good because that would uh, put Toronto up in the, in the in the first spot in the wild card if they have a win. If they lose, then nothing really changes. Yeah, I I think that I would prefer the Blue Jays win only because uh, it would be it be kind of disappointing for them to lose the series against the twins but uh, winning is better winning yes, is better for sure so yeah what's your note here who are we rooting for this week uh, you'll have to explain um, this one a little well yeah well because i was talking last week about how it's kind of a dizzying time of the season because not only are we rooting for the blue jays but we're rooting uh for some odd teams to to, to win potentially uh, in, in the matchup, so that uh, the Jays can either climb climb higher in the can climb higher in the in the standings, basically. Um, so this week uh, the Red Sox are uh, facing the Mets, so we got to root for the Mets this this week, so that they beat the Red Sox. Uh, Rangers and the Yankees are playing each other, so we got to root for the Rangers, which is an odd thing uh, considering the history there. Um, Mariners and A's, I guess we kind of got to hope for maybe a split, but since the A's are a little, uh, are, or the Mariners are a little further back, we, we, we can root for the Mariners. Um, and then on the weekend, the Yankees and the Red Sox are going up against each other. So we can just hope that, I don't know. I, they I think it'll depend on, on which team Yankees or Red Sox are further up or, or closer to the Blue Jays. So whichever team is below the Blue Jays in the standings, if that's the case, or or if they're above the Blue Jays, um, like if the Blue Jays are in a wild card and then the Yankees are below them, then obviously root for Boston. But if the Yankee or the Blue Jays are out of the wild card, and it's 
Yankees or Boston above them than root for the other team. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, very simple. Yes, uh, I've gone cross-eyed already. I don't know. I just the, the Red Sox are on a hot streak, so I guess we'll, my 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 suspicion is that uh, we'll be hoping the Yankees take more more games. And I, I just I just feel kind of dirty rooting for the Red Sox, no matter what. So I, I thought I would just go to my home run because we were just talking about it. That my home run is that the Jays won the series against the Rays and outscored them fourteen to six. I actually added up the runs to to get that number. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a positive. Um, the Jays, I think I, I, I sent you the stat. Their, their run differential against that Orioles series uh, was equal to the run differential of the Yankees for the entire year, uh, plus 27. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a, I guess, a little bit disappointing then to see that the Yankees are doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're, they're they're winning despite that, I guess. Um, and it's funny. Another thing that I that I sent you, I saw someone somebody tweeted that if you take away everybody's uh, results against the Orioles, the they're all the teams in the East are pretty even as far as the stand wins and losses go. So, are you saying uh, that baseball should contract the Orioles? Uh, they should just send them to the NL. <laughs> <laughs> it gives the AL East an unfair advantage over the rest of the American League, right? Yeah, um, and yeah, if you put the Jays would be a, would be winning the division in the NL if they if you switch them over there, uh, like the, just do it CFL style, I guess. Um, so my my home run this year is uh, this week. I mean, is the bullpen. Um, it's something that we really have. Really, we talked a bit about the the Phillies bullpen with with Jason. How that that's been their 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 big weakness, and that was the Jays' big weakness. You know, two thirds of the season, but really like. It's not something that I've worried about, you know, when we were taking our starting pitching out. Yeah. Um, I haven't been worried that the the bullpen is going to blow a game. So it's, it's just nice to see that they're, they're, they're getting the results that uh, we need. I think there's been a, a, a couple of games here and there where the bullpen hasn't really done the job, but that's been in, in the <laughs> that's, minority. That's the bullpen for you. Yeah. That's, the, that's the, the essence of the bullpen. They but are that's gonna, what I mean. Like, it's, it's the minority of the games, whereas yeah. earlier in the season, they were giving up the majority of games. So, yeah, it's nice to see things kind of balance out a little bit the way that yeah. they should be according to the run differential. Yeah. It seems that like if karma were, were, were like an actual force, um, it's finally taking its hold for the Blue Jays. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, uh, going, continuing with the current series that we're talking about, my walk is that, uh, this is not really about the results of the game, but the Minnesota away jerseys. I, I kind of like the the way they look. I don't know. It seems to be, for me, I like the away gray jerseys for most teams. But uh, apart from the overall look of the jerseys, I find it weird that when you look at them at the right angle, it looks like they say Minnesota instead of I noticed Minnesota. that a little bit too, yeah, because like, of the way they have their ends. I know that Toronto, it looks like Toronto sometimes, but it just... That's how we say it in Canada. <laughs> But the 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 font for Minnesota just I don't know I think they need to to make it a little bit uh, clearer that they're N's and not M's. Well, like back in like the '90s and '80s, they used to have like their pinstriped away with a block Minnesota. You could really tell it was Minnesota block letters. So their easy uh, solution then go back to the block letters, and then they would have great away jerseys. The Chuck Knobloch Kirby Puckett uh, era of of ja- uh, Jack Morris 1991 Minnesota Twins. All right, there we go. I don't know if that so, was a good team or not. They won the World Series in 1991. 
Um, my, my, my walk um, is that um, we were talking about uh, apt player names over the past couple of weeks, and I just realized that our pitching coach's name is Pete Walker. Yeah, I guess uh, you don't want your pitching coach to be encouraging walks, though. So, Yes, well, you know, um, maybe his middle name is, is try not to. Speaking of Pete Walker, I found it in a recent broadcast. They showed some highlights of, uh, I think it was from last weekend because of uh, the anniversary of September 11th. Uh, they He was playing for the Mets, I believe, in that New York uh, Yankees versus Mets game. And I didn't realize that he, well, I guess a lot of coaches are former players, but I just never really looked him up or associated with him being a player. I saw. I saw there when they when the Jays swept the Yankees. They showed a footage of him pitching for in in that like early two thousands Blue Jays jersey. So uh, yeah, he's, he's he's I'm sure he's been around, and I think he did pitch for the Blue Jays as well. So well, that would explain I guess his connection to the to the Blue Jays to be a coach. That's okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Strikeout uh, for me. I getting a lot of uh, results from this this week's series, but uh, he was Ryu was removed from Friday's game after only two plus innings, and it's not the first time that he's been removed fairly early because he's given up a lot of runs. So yeah, he's had a he's had a rough stretch um, over the past. I think I saw the stat like seven or eight starts. I think his ERA is close to around like seven or something. Yeah, so he says he's not injured or or feeling any kind of soreness or anything but uh i hope that that is not the case and that he does have some sort of injury because otherwise uh that means that he's hiding something and that makes it worse for the team like maybe they should let him get more than a couple days rest because they have ross stripling as an extra starter if they need him so i don't i don't see a problem with uh with giving him some extra rest if if it means that he'll be better on his next outing well, yeah, I think he does best uh, with an extra, at least one, one extra day of rest. I think if you give him too many days of rest, though, it starts to kind of affect him negatively. Well, I, I guess that's what I mean. Like, if, if there is some sort of small nagging injury that's preventing him from pitching well, then give him an extra little bit of rest, get his arm in 100% shape, and then he'll be better in theory. Maybe you can, maybe you can give him some shoulder exercises to do. Send, send, send an email <laughs> and do some diagrams. Sorry, write it out in like, in like crayon or something. I, I don't think that I would be qualified to do that, especially not for someone uh, throwing a ball like hundreds of miles per hour. Hundreds of like 200 miles an hour, like more than a hundred, multiple hundreds. I don't think he throws that fast. Anyways, um, my strikeout is at, we were talking about it before, Josh Donaldson's return to Toronto because he's his return to Toronto has been pretty um, successful. He's brought lots of rain uh, in the form of home runs. Uh, it's been pretty loud, Toronto. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, he, so hopefully he will have a quiet Sunday. Uh, That's what I was just thinking. Uh, I mean, if, if at least he can keep, if they can have him keep the ball in the ballpark, that would be, that would be pretty nice. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good, and hopefully Barrios can know, knows something about his approach that he can, uh, uh, kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, he knows something that strike that, him that out. We don't. Yeah, let's strike insider out. information. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's our that's our our our, our strikeouts and home runs and walks. Um, brought to you by no sponsors because we don't have any sponsors. I just thought I'd brought that, bring that up. I don't All know. right. Uh, well, we, we were talking about um, 
giving Ryu some rest, you're you're thinking that the Blue Jays are lining up their pitching rotation for yeah, they're playoffs? starting to line 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 up their pitching ro- rotation in uh, looking forward to the um, to the wild card or maybe a potential tie breaking uh, tiebreaker situation. Um, looking at this week, I think they have um, an off day on Thursday. Am I right? Uh, no, they don't have an off day. The next off day is not till the twenty seventh. One more off day, and that's it. One more off day. Okay, so the, so but that that's that's good because hopefully because we really need to have like the you you want to have your the pitcher that you want to be pitching in, in in like a game that matters, and hopefully it'll only be one game that matters. I don't like a tiebreaker game would be very uh, fun to watch for sure, but I would rather just have one winner take all game. Yeah, and I guess probably they're lining it up to have Ray p- pitch that. Uh, I would think so. Game. Yeah. Now, if, okay, so if Ray is not available, or if he pitches the tiebreaker game, who would be your next cho- best choice to to pitch? Um, that's a little tough, but I think if Ryu is not pitching the way he should be, then maybe Manoa. I mean, that's the next best name that I can think of. Like, I wouldn't. I put don't know. That's that's Mats hard because like, for me, like you're right, he's been pitching very well. Uh, based on his results, he'd be a good guy to slot in there. But at the same time, he has zero playoff experience. So, like, I I might lean towards Barrios personally. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I I think probably the way that uh, they've constructed their bullpen recently, having someone like Manoa in there, and the they have the ability to make a quick change to take somebody out if they need to. I think that gives them some a lot of flexibility. And you're right because, like, you forget that playoff baseball is a different animal. And I think um, team, even teams like the Yankees have done uh, employed strategies similar, similar to that. If you if you find that your pitcher is, is giving up runs early, you get him out of there, and you could put in you have have Barrios standing by, maybe. Yeah, there you go. So, and and I know it's different management, but in previous years in the playoffs, like the Blue Jays have shown willingness to put starting pitchers in in relief situations. So. Yeah, I think, and I, I think another another uh, maybe strategy uh, Charlie Montoya might try to apply in the playoffs is just to play bongos in the in the in the uh, dugout through whole, the whole the whole game. Maybe that'll work. Uh, he might get in trouble if if they think that maybe he's uh, uh, suggesting what signs the pitcher maybe uh, maybe like if he's <laughs> bongoing a little fast, it's a fastball and he slows down. It's a changeup. Yeah, you never know. Uh, all right, well. Uh, another interesting note you sent me just really quick. Uh, they The Blue Jays installed the humidor in Rogers Center, and I think they actually installed it last year, but they were, but because they weren't in the Rogers Center to play last year, they weren't able to make use of it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, th- I thought I said, saw that maybe they just installed it in the summertime, but that would make sense with all the renovations going on. But it's it's good for me um, because the humidor basically just gives them a consistent ball. And But what, what we've been hearing about how Major League Baseball is treating the physical baseball itself, it's good to have a consistent product that you can rely on its um, its – uh, you know how it's going to perform when you hit it. Like if if it's a if it's a juice ball, like they say, who knows how far it's going to go? Or you know, so it's it's good that it's you know not too not too humid, not too too dry. It'll it'll perform as they expect it to. Yeah, and and, and of course, the I think that the Blue Jays prefer to have the roof open as much as possible, so the weather always has an effect on 
on how the ball flies. So, and not to mention how it how it curves as well. Yeah. Like if you have um, like in in, in uh, Colorado is, is, is the is the uh, notorious example where they, they, the ball just barely barely curves there. So that's why they uh, started using a humidor, um, and 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 other teams have followed suit. Um, and and so um, it'll it'll help to to get more movement on the ball if it's if it's uh, uh, more like uh, climate controlled. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I don't have any more notes, but a uh, quick note that this is, uh, this is relevant because we talked about this with the Red Sox and uh, COVID vaccination thresholds. But uh, you have a note here that the MLB is going to require COVID vaccinations for non-player team personnel, which includes managers and coaching staff to gain access to the field in the postseason. So, that means then that, like, for example, if Pete Walker wasn't vaccinated, he wouldn't be able to be in the dugout or go for mound visits. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, that's definitely a positive. I saw um, Andrew Stoughton tweeted that there's one manager currently who's not vaccinated. I don't know who that is. But, um, yeah, I think they have a deadline of some, something like October 3rd or something to, to at least get their first vaccination or something. Um, so, so no, but this is good. Just another step forward to getting as many people vaccinated as possible. Yeah, there we go. Well, um, why don't we why don't we move ahead to the Brewers check in? Uh, well, I got one more note. I got one more note. The okay. Padres are falling apart. All right, you didn't see this yesterday. Um, Tatis uh, he uh, struck out and was arguing balls and strikes, and the manager came in and argued for him, and then the manager got thrown out, and so there's this big argument uh, between him and Manny Machado in the dugout. And so Machado was like saying, you know, like, it's not about you, but the point is that they're, they're all just falling apart at the seams. They're, they're like falling out of the playoffs. It's, it's, it's going quite uh, badly for, for, for the Padres right now. Um, and, and, and Krista said that they need to, to uh, get uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, I don't, as I don't know anything about that other than it's a TV show. So I have no input. Well, all right. He's, so- he's a very positive guy. Um, unless they get uh, Ned Tasso or whatever it was he, the, the, with the tough love, but uh, Ted Lasso is a very uh, it would be would would be a positive coaching change maybe for the for the for the Padres, but maybe a little a little too late. All right. Well, now let's uh, go into the Brewers check in. Um, so there was one note that you sent me that was that was pretty cool because uh, I, I recognize the name and remember him as a Brewer that uh, Ryan Braun retired, but. The, the coolest note, though, I think, was that uh, with their record of 91 and 57, that means they've clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, um, that that is the coolest note for sure. I guess, yeah, like you you don't know too much about the history of Ryan Braun, though. For me, I, I can never see him in a positive light because of um, his his history with with uh, the, the the drug testing. He he uh, failed a drug test, but blamed blamed it on the uh person who collected the the sample um and then he end, ended up like telling people like smearing the guy telling him like that the 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 the, the sample taker was anti-semitic and everything when it turned out that that braun was lying and he 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 did have a dirty test so for me uh it was it's an it was just an interesting tidbit of news he is one of the better uh all-time brewers players but for me his his legacy is is is, is always kind of stained and 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 i'm just glad that he's that he's he's 
off the books. We don't have to worry about him anymore. So, <laughs> well, uh, as you said, it's uh, they clinched a playoff spot, which is uh, good. Even though they didn't have great results this week against Detroit, they only scored one run in their in their two games. But they won oh, really? their last two games against the Cubs, uh, that were a little higher scoring. And they've they've got another game this afternoon, just like the Blue Jays. But uh, next week coming up, they are playing four games against St. Louis, and then they get to play the Mets. Yeah, well, Saint, the St. Louis series is going to be very interesting because St. Louis right now they hold the second wild card spot, and they're like yeah, I've heard they're they're coming up, uh, they're playing pretty well lately. So uh, hopefully that they they I mean Brewers in the playoffs, I think they're pretty solid in their in their division championship. So oh yeah, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, but they're just they're not going to be uh, cakewalks for sure. And, and and the Mets have declared themselves still a playoff contender, so that's going to be. It's not going to. They're not going to be an easy. It's not going to be an easy week for sure. That's all right. Um, well, looking ahead for the Blue Jays, back to uh, our our team that we're covering one in uh, the A team, so if far. you will. So far, <laughs> um, they're playing the same teams that they played this week. So they're in Tampa Bay for three games, and then in Minnesota for another four games. Um, I, I am hoping that they they win the series again. I don't think they'll get a sweep against Tampa Bay, but. Um, they they really need to win against Minnesota. I think the closer we get to the ninety ninety one win uh, mark, it is the closer we get to kind of wrapping up a playoff spot. Um, interesting to note as well. I sent you this as well. Um, Tampa will be debuting uh, their top pitching prospect Shane Baz uh, on Monday, so uh, we'll see how he does. Cool. And now we're going to go to an interview with Jason Love. Again, he's written the book uh, Slices of Americana. Uh, a road trip through American baseball history. So uh, it was a great little talk. So here we go. All right. Welcome. We have, we are now joined by uh, author Jason Love. He wrote the book uh, Slices of Americana, a road trip through American baseball history. So welcome, Jason. Nice to have you. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, it's great. Always, always nice. I was saying before, it's always nice to have uh, authors on the show because it puts uh, a voice uh, to to the to the words that we read on the page. So, 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 uh, very cool to have you here. Um, maybe, maybe we'll start off. Um, uh, you can just tell us kind of what inspired you to to just start writing a book about uh, taking a road trip, uh, a baseball road trip. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, a couple years ago, well. I work for a university, but I'm not a like a professor or anything. I work on like the administrative side, but on the on the side, I, I give lectures uh, at like local libraries, uh, like 55 plus communities, you know, local venues on like baseball history and things, things like that. So a few years ago, I took my son and we visited the various minor league ballparks in New Jersey, which. Keep in mind, New Jersey is one of the smallest states in the U.S., so it's not like we were driving all over uh, thousands of miles. But um, we visited all the minor league ballparks, and I wrote uh, like a little book on our adventures and self-published it through Amazon. And I would give it out to people when I would do these lectures uh, you know, in the area, just kind of like more of a see if I can do it and design the layout and the format and stuff. So then after that, I guess I kind of got inspired to try to – you know, widen our, our trips a little bit. So that's, we went to like the Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown, New York, and down to Baltimore, Maryland to see the Babe Ruth Museum and things. So from that, I kind of just started writing again. Um, in a way, it kind of helped with the pandemic. You have a lot of time on your hands, and, you know, <laughs> kind of 
allowed me to to focus and write. And then um, I started submitting it, you know, kind of formatted and evolved into a, a book. And I tried hitting with a few actual publishers rather than publishing it myself again. And thankfully, um, I was just about to give up on it. You know, it's just it's tough to, you know, I don't, I'm not like a, a household name or a celebrity or <laughs> or a, a former athlete or anything. So it's kind of tough to break into the publishing uh, world. So I was just about to give up. And then luckily Sunbury Press uh, in Pennsylvania said, we'll take a chance on it and they published a book. So I'm, I'm thankful for them as well, uh, for them to give the opportunity to, to publish it. Nice. nice, no, nice. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun read. Um, you talk about the Phillies a lot in the book. So maybe we'll start off with kind of a, a, a Phillies question for you. Um, sure. So in, 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 in the podcast, we have sort of a format that we go with the, with uh, the Blue Jays kind of off the bat. We, we talk about our home run, which is a positive, a walk, which is a neutral, and a strikeout, which is a negative. So what would sure. be your, your home run, walk, and strikeout for the Phillies so far this year? For this year? Yeah. Um, a home run is the fact that the National League East is, is, is playing, you know, in the wild card hunt. Um, and then that we're doing this interview this morning, the Phillies are on a winning streak. So we're one game out the National League East. So a, a home run is, uh, uh, you know, the fact that we're here it is mid-September and we're still in the playoffs. Um, as far as a strikeout is, is our bullpen's blown 30 games this year. So, um, it's absolutely brutal when you come into the eighth or ninth inning, even if you're up by two or three runs, thinking like, you know, there's a good shot, you know, we're going to blow it. Um, and what was the third one? A walk? Uh, a walk, like, like, like a, a neutral. Like Neutral. Um, something neutral. Uh, I guess besides Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins before you got hurt, our, our lineup has uh, quite a few holes in it. We have more guys batting like 220 uh, than – and I'd like, but hey, we're still we're still competitive, so it's not totally negative, you know. Yeah, despite despite the the the, the batting averages, you still still winning. But yeah, I would I, for for me, uh, Bryce Harper has been one of my favorite baseball players to watch. So it's nice to see that he's getting kind of the the recognition because um, uh, people are saying he's having an MVP year this year, um, and he's quietly amassing kind of his hall of hall of fame uh, uh, kind of numbers. Yeah, no doubt. He's 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 really been carrying the team, um, and and he's really coming on strong since the All Star break. So I guess it's coming down to him and uh, Tatis as far as the National League uh, MVP. But I think if the Phillies can somehow sneak into the playoffs, uh, it has to go to Harper. Um, yeah, I for sure. Had an issue in the dugout <laughs> last night where uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like the wheels are starting to come off on the Padres. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I was going to say from what you're describing of the of the Phillies, it really like so I, I don't know. You probably don't know. I, I'm more of a Blue Jays only fan rather than uh, Major League Baseball as a whole. But uh, it really sounds from what you're saying that the Phillies and the Blue Jays are kind of having a bit of a parallel season this year. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays, right, as of this morning, you're you're in the in in right as far as the, the as of this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, I guess before we, when we first agreed to, to doing this, I said um, we could talk about the 1993 World Series. So who knows if the Phillies squeak in and the Blue Jays squeak in, we can have a rematch of <laughs> the 1993 World Series with hopefully a different outcome than, uh, you know, that last time uh, around. 
Speak for yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should hold that off till like 2023 and have a nice uh, round number between the, the world. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Oh, 30 years. Well, I was going to my math is off. Um, OK, so um, you, you back to the book. You had mentioned um, you, you, you'd gone to a, there are games played in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and you also talked about the field of, of, of dreams game. Where would you like to see? Sort of the the next kind of uh, kind of field of dreams type uh, game played in in, in baseball. <clears throat> um, actually, baseball they've been doing some pretty cool stuff. I know they played the games in like Williamsport uh, with the or the Little League World Series, and um, I thought the venue this year with the the game in the cornfield in Iowa was between the White Sox and the Yankees. That was that was really cool. Um, I'm thinking a neat menu for like a game might be something like uh, I don't know logistically because the United States still has like sanctions on Cuba and things, but I think if somehow a major league game could be played in Cuba or uh, even like Mexico City or something like that, uh, I think that would be something really cool. That uh, it would be different, but I think a lot of the fans would come out in, in, in both venues, you know. The atmosphere would be would be a lot a lot different yeah. than it would be in in the states and in Canada yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. The, the fans really get into it and things. It just would be cool. Or maybe I don't know, like uh, somewhere in the Dominican or something like that, just to kind of give like a different venue. Uh, there's yeah. so many like tonight and stuff. It, it would be pretty cool, I think. And I hope baseball continues with the Field of Dreams. I think they I already said they're going to do it again next year. Yeah, uh, I think I think um, Cubs the and the and the Cardinals are going to play something like that. Yeah. So I mentioned was, on. Go ahead. I was going to say that. Yeah, just that. That's. It was a pretty cool the way the way they pulled it pulled it together. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them kind of pay homage to the 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 um the the the, the women's uh the like the um a league of their own uh, movie if they're going to do Cubs and 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 Cardinals that'd be that'd be a neat kind of angle to 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 take for the game. Yeah, no doubt that would be neat. I follow um I is it the league on, on Twitter and stuff. And you still see some like the old, like Rockford peaches people, uh, you know, the players, you know, making appearance. That'd be pretty cool. If they could have some of the former players from, from the league, if they did something along those lines, you know, most definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Well, um, back to the, to the book and, uh, um, just, uh, I guess, uh, you, well, obviously, you talked a lot about your your kids and and uh, because like that was the big reason for going on the road trip in the first place. But um, how do how have you been able to get them interested and engaged with history and the history of baseball in general? Sure. So um, for my son, it's here because he plays Little League. He actually he had a game yesterday here in the States. We have like fall baseball, even you know, uh, as well as spring baseball. So. He's always up for going to, uh, you know, to a, a game or a different ballpark or a historic site. He's easier to convince. And my daughters are 22, and my younger daughter is about to turn 18, and they both have driver's licenses now. So they're getting to be a little more trickier to uh, to visit historic sites. You know, they both are in college and work and have boyfriends and stuff. So um, if it's a cool venue, you know, they're up for it. If it's uh, – we all like going to – just across the, into Philly to see Citizen Bank Park, just because it's a fun venue, you know, with the food and the atmosphere and stuff. But um, my son, he's just into baseball, so he'll pretty much agree to it. Um, 
my girls when they were younger they were they were easier but it's getting a little bit more more difficult um you mentioned like the the field of dreams in iowa i was trying to convince them to take a road trip out there but <laughs> my daughter's kind of bad. it's a 14 hour ride from new jersey <laughs> there, and they're like what are we going to do you know in the middle of a cornfield you know driving so uh, that was kind of awesome. so i might yeah. have a trip with my son down the road sometime for sure. Um, talking about Citizens Bank Park, um, what's your ideal? Because uh, you, you talked about you like to, to sometimes even listen to a baseball game on the radio and drink a beer. What's your ideal beer to to to, to uh, watch a, at a baseball game with? Uh, so I guess with uh, in this area, I'm I'm, I'm sure up, up your way too. Um, there's a lot of like craft beers and, and things like that becoming popular. So. Um, I'll try, you know, something local, like a local beer with some peanuts and things. I'm not really a fan of beers, um, but uh, I'll just go with like the local, like Yingling is like the the, the big beer down this way, so I'll do that. Um, but you know, just uh, I try to stay away from like Budweiser and things like that. <laughs> I'm at the ballpark. I'll try to try something, you know, a little bit different. You know, um, Yingling and uh, I think. There's a whole bunch of like micro brews and things like that that I'll, I'll give a shot. You know, just the only thing you have to be careful, especially at the ballpark, if you're paying like 12, 13 bucks for a beer, it's like you have to make sure that it, it, it tastes all right. Otherwise, it's it's a lot of money to invest for a yeah. beer. It, it better it, it better taste good at, at that price. Exactly. Um, and speaking of tasting good, uh, you <laughs> are a fan of waffles, it seems. Um, yeah. <laughs> how many waffle houses do you think you visited on on, on uh, throughout the book on on the road trips? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like wherever every site we went to. So in New Jersey, there's not too many around, but when you travel south, um, like Delaware, Maryland, um, the Carolinas, and things, it's a popular like breakfast destination. So I don't know. We hit. Every trip we took, um, we, we always try to hit a waffle house. My kids like it. It's kind of corny, but it's like, it's kind of, you know, it's like simple. You know what you're going to get. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a, uh, like a unique cultural thing, I guess, that uh, we just kind of, you see the big block letters on the side of the, the road when you're, you know, tearing down the highway. You're like, ah, you know, we'll stop in. It's cheap, right? You know, and, it, and it's quick, so. And it's funny when we go up north too. I have family in Michigan. Um, it's kind of the same thing when we go up there. Uh, we try to hit uh, Tim Hortons. We don't have them down this way. Too, so it's kind of like if I ever do a trip, you know, baseball uh, part two trip with going to like I don't know Minnesota, Michigan, and things. Maybe we'll have to incorporate Tim Hortons into the trip because my kids like that too when we're up that way. Oh, okay. Uh, what about like so so like. Is it just Waffle House or like will IHOP do? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask if there's like a, a substitute for Waffle House when you're when you're home. Well, we have in New Jersey the big thing is diners, um, so we'll go to a diner, um, and uh, same thing. It's the same kind of feel. It's just not like a chain. You know, you go to your your local diner for like eggs and hash brown and toast and like a couple cups of coffee, but they're usually not like a chain. It's just like. You know this family that will have their own little, uh, you know, place to grab a bite to eat. So yeah, diners, uh, well, yeah, it's it's an inexpensive way to, to grab a bite to eat. For sure, diners. I, I'm I'm a big fan of of diner food. I've, I've I've gone back to eating eggs again, so so I can appreciate that a, a lot more. Um, oh, nice. 
uh, you're talk, talking about like independent businesses and we're uh, kind of segue into indie baseball because in the book you said baseball is a big part of many small towns so just wondering how you feel about um uh the reorganization and contraction of of some of the minor minor and independent league baseball teams uh yeah i think in a way it's really unfortunate because i think they shut out major league base each major league team has to be worth like, at least two three billion dollars you know they make so much money, and it seems like they don't really consider uh, how important some of these uh, teams are in, like, local communities with smaller markets and things, especially, you know, here out in, you know, out in the Midwest, Iowa, um, I don't know, a whole bunch of towns as far as even down south. It's, uh, it's kind of a part of the culture of the community and things, and I think baseball kind of, kind of missed out on as far as uh, – we're, we're, we're kind of short-sighted as far as realizing how important these uh, independent, smaller teams are in the community. Thing. Locally here, there was the uh, Trenton Thunder, were uh, an affiliate of the New York Yankees, and the Yankees just decided to, they kept it in New Jersey, but they just kind of pulled up the stakes and moved the, uh, the affiliate to a, a different part of New Jersey and kind of left the city of Trenton hanging. It's, it's just kind of like short notice and things. But sometimes I think baseball kind of misses out on, or they don't realize the importance it is to these small towns. And it seems like they missed change? Oh, Go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you think that uh, that they might change uh, in the future? Like um, maybe they'll uh, they'll see the error in their ways maybe, or or do you think that's just going to be the status quo? Even if they like treat the, the players better, they're still going to just play around with the, with the cities and the teams. Yeah, I don't, it's tough. There's so much money involved. I think they just, and I don't, this commissioner too, I don't know. I'm not a huge Rob Manfred fan as far as I think he's, he doesn't quite, I don't know. I, I don't see it changing personally unless, you know, unless the players, the, the players themselves maybe speak up, but you know, they're focused on their game and you know what they have going on themselves. For sure, and they 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 start there. There were uh, there was news of some minor league players wearing like um, bracelets to kind of uh, to 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 try to encourage people the the minor leaguers to unionize or something. I I, I don't I, I can't tell you too much about that, but I, I saw that in the news the other day. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, well you were talking about Michigan and Minnesota as potential uh, road trip destinations. What, what are some more, uh, what, what some specific spots you'd like to see that you didn't cover in the book on a, on a baseball road trip? Yeah. So there's, there's definitely some classic ballparks I'd like to visit down the road. I mean, it's tough with, you know, I just like with work and, you know, uh, three kids and bills and things like that. It's, it's yeah. tough to Dodger stadium one day, but just to fly out to Los Angeles and stay there. <laughs> It's such a classic ballpark. I've never been to Wrigley Field. I think Wrigley Field would be awesome to see the whole atmosphere, uh, you know, with all the the, the restaurants, bars, and in Wrigleyville, you know, around that area. So um, things like, and actually Toronto too. I would like to visit um, up that way, just uh, just to see different cultures and see how the fans react and, and interact and things, and just sample different foods at the ballpark and just kind of you know see what's going on. Um, and there's some minor league ballparks too. I would like to see just uh, just that are some that are really historic, just to kind of go and check out and things. So, um, but Wrigley and Dodger Stadium are the two I would really like to see, just because of 
they're both such classic organizations and just the history behind each organization. And ironically, the Dodgers, when they moved to LA, they played in Wrigley Field as well. <laughs> the uh, before before there was Dodger Stadium, there was the Wrigley Field where the I guess the Los Angeles oh uh, right 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 Angels or the Hollywood whatever it was uh, that 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 was the Wrigley Field on the West Coast. Yeah, I think it was like the Pacific Coast League Wrigley yeah. Field or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be it would be cool to go out that way. So, is, would you say that um, you're going to incorporate this into another another book for the future, or, or just kind of kind of keep that for yourself, or maybe a, a blog project? Uh, yeah, I would like to write another book. Um, I really would. The the top spot I would like to visit is the Field of Dreams in Iowa. Um, Hey, I can drive to it, you know, but I would just have to kind of incorporate um, a few other spots rather than just driving all the way out to the middle of the United States just to see, uh, you know, a, a ballpark in the middle of a cornfield. But um, yeah. there's a Louisville Slugger, um, the museum that, that make all the bats. Um, I'd like to visit that, too. That Supposedly that's pretty cool. And then um, in Kansas City, uh, there's the Negro League Museum. Oh, yeah. And I think that would be awesome just because the history behind that with all the great players through the Negro Leagues, you know, like Satchel Page and so many real, I mean, just the name as far as it, it, it's pretty incredible. So I'd like to see that one day, too. Um, For sure. And then again, too, it's they're all within driving distance, so it's a little bit easier to, to navigate. And um, maybe I could somehow incorporate that into a book down the road. Um, and Field of Dreams, I, I know it's kind of, some people think it's kind of corny, but I like the movie. I mean, I really, uh, I don't know. It, I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's worth a trip out there. Like, you're, you're oh, lucky yeah. because of where you're you're located geographically. You can kind of hit a lot of different areas. Where where we are, it's it's anywhere to go. Even Toronto is a four-hour drive away. So it's right, it's, right. It's, a, it's a bit of a, a trek to, to go see any baseball. Um, speaking of, of, of Hall of Fames, um, is there a Phillies player – who you think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame that is not yet there? Uh, yeah, that's it's kind of a loaded question. Um, I mean, Pete Rose, I guess, was uh, that's, uh, <laughs> he he played for the Phillies and brought us our first Worlds. It's kind of embarrassing. Phillies have been around since 1883, and we've had we have the same number of World Series titles as the Blue Jays and Miami Marlins and things. You know, um, Pete Rose was responsible for bringing the the uh you know the world series i think along with like mike schmidt and steve carlin but Pete rose got us over the hump but it, his case is really kind of like uh uh i don't know it's there's a lot involved with the gambling yeah. and the different things but there's another player dick allen uh he played with the, he was like the first black superstar for the phillies organization that came up in the 1960s and uh he played for the white Sox for a little bit too and i think he won the american league mvp with the white Sox, but um I think he deserves a fair shot, especially if you're seeing, and not the bash Harold Baines, but um, <laughs> I like Harold Baines getting into the Hall of Fame. He has numbers, you know, that are on par with him. So I would say Dick Allen, um, and then maybe Pete Rose as well. Just Pete Rose is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. He's well, you're, a- you're not alone with, with Pete Rose there. Like, even up here, I mentioned it on the podcast before. Somebody spray painted at one of our local softball diamonds, send Pete Rose to the Hall of Fame. So, <laughs> definitely not. And that's the right. Only he, played, one. he played for the Expos, right? I always forget. Oh, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I, and I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah. interesting. But there I mean, go. Uh, sorry, go uh, ahead. Pete Rose. I was going to say Pete Rose. Yeah. He, 
you just get older and things too. You almost think, you know, is is he really? If he's really sorry, he's really sorry. You know, maybe now's the time to to let him in before he passes away. He's like eighty years old now. You know. Yeah. Well. I, 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 it's complicated with him. I, I think it's not so much about the gambling, but just more about the the lying and, and how he kind of played around with the <laughs> missioner at the time. So I think he's really, really got to atone. Otherwise, I don't know if we'll see him uh, get into the Hall of Fame while he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't really even sincere. I think when he apologized for the first time, you know, it's just if he just was fessed up in the in in the beginning and said, Hey, listen, I was you know, I was a gambling addict. I couldn't help myself. It was almost like a disease. But um I don't think like being humble and apologetic is, is in his uh makeup, you know. <laughs> no. And that's what made him a great player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so opening day is was a, a pretty big uh section in your book. Um uh, we were just wondering if, if you and your son were able to go to opening day this year. So for this year, no, we, um, what you saying? not this year, we, we did get tickets, but it was a few, uh, it, it wasn't for opening day. Um, it's something that we want to try to do moving forward. Um, I forget why exactly, um, we weren't able to go this year, but, um, it's, uh, it's definitely something we want to try to do every day to make it a tradition to go to opening days. It's, it's kind of special as far as, you know, they bring out all the, the huge American flag and they have all the, the pomp and circumstance and things. So, um, but maybe next year we'll definitely, we've been to about 10, 10 or so games this year. So um, next year, definitely we want to get tickets. Yeah. And hopefully next year will, will be a better year for the, for the, for the Phillies. Uh, now that they've got their new president in Dave Dombrowski, there'll be a little bit more stability with the organization. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, a great, a great talk, uh, Jason. Um, so again, the book the book is uh, Slices of Americana: A Road Trip Through American Baseball History. Um, Jason, how can everybody uh, find you online? What 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 where can they go? So I have like a website. Um, keep in mind, like I'm not exactly like a, a great at creating websites and stuff. But if you go to like talkingbaseballwithjasonlove.com, that has the connection to like my Twitter and like the book and things like that. The book is available on sunburypress.com. Um, but the website's probably the easiest way. I have like a bunch of photos of the different sites and things, and that's just talking baseball with jasonlove.com. Yeah, and it was a really, yeah. really great, great read. Uh, I, I enjoyed. I, I basically spent a week uh, camping, and while the kids slept, I just read the book and and, nice. and uh, had a nice little road trip uh, from the couch. So, so again, thanks so much <laughs> for uh, for for joining us. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully we'll get to read your next uh, road trip uh, story. Great, thank you so much, guys, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And um, go Blue Jays and go Phillies, right? Thanks again to Jason Love for that interview. That was uh, that was great. That was a great talk. Um, so no podcast notes, um, but I did I did want to ask you how was your breakfast today? Uh, fine. I was disappointed in my breakfast today. That's why I'm asking. Oh. It's like one of those like when you go to work on Monday. How was your weekend? When the person just really wants to talk about their own weekend, but. Uh, I don't know. I, we 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 usually order breakfast on Sundays, and mine was was cold. And I asked for for um, uh, potato fries instead of home fries, and they didn't substitute it. So it just t- took forever for it to be delivered as well. So I was just disappointed in my breakfast today. 
Oh, well, that's too bad. Uh, that sounds like it should be a, a strikeout. Um, but speaking of which, uh, I got a strikeout for this week, and it's actually Blue Jays related, even though it's it's uh, not directly for the Blue Jays. But I realize that if we have to play on a Tuesday night for our softball playoffs, that I will miss, or we will miss the AL wildcard game if the Blue Jays are in it because it's on October 5th, a Tuesday. You should you should PVR it, I think, and I'm hoping that the games will start at 8 p.m. So if you PVR it, you won't um, miss too much. Or at least if you watch it at the bar or whatever, you won't have missed too well, much. Well, that's the thing is that we probably will be, uh, our, the rest of our team will be paying attention to it. So I would probably uh, be catching up to stuff that I already know about. So Yeah. Well, no, I don't, if it starts at 8, I don't think you'll miss too much. I don't think your games will go that late, do they? Uh, if it's the playoffs, I think we might have two games if we, depending on how we do. So, uh, it's, it's scheduled a little differently. Well, if, if the game is, is, if it's getting late and the game looks like it's a little, getting a little iffy, then just, I, I would suggest just, 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 uh, throwing the game, strike out on purpose, you know, just lose the game on purpose, throw it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. Um, so my, my strikeout is that, um, Donuts and croissants are not a uh, good pre-running breakfast. Uh, no, I would I would say that's uh, I would agree with that. It's not healthy. Uh, it's, well, not healthy, but it's not uh, it's not a good good uh, energy uh, booster when you when you want to go for for a run. But uh, I I discovered that uh, the hard way, but uh, I I got through it. Well, yeah, we tend to not have like heavier dinners ahead of softball games, so I I can see why that would not be. Uh, a good breakfast it's just sugar and, 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 yeah. and fat basically <laughs> uh so Which for what my that eventually becomes <laughs> my my walk for this week is that uh again the back tire on my bike went flat uh it's only a walk because uh i decided to go yesterday to pick up some new tires because i think the problem ended up being in, in one of the tires that there was something in it that was puncturing the tube so um, I got some brand new tires that I wanted to get anyway, so we'll, uh, hopefully for the rest of the season, I will not have any more flat tires. That is a, uh, I guess a walk for sure. Flat tire, by the way, is one of my favorite, oh no, it's fat tire. Never mind. Fat tire is one of my favorite beers. Never mind. Not, I always mix up flat tire, fat, fat tire. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, my, what are we on walks? Uh, my walk is that, um, are you familiar? Do you know, uh, very much about the tiger shark? Uh, No. Well, tiger sharks are infamous for uh, basically eating anything that that comes their way. So, like when you like open up a, if you've ever seen that that famous scene from Jaws when they open up one of the sharks, like a, a license plate comes out, and like you've, these people have found like tiger sharks with like suits of armor in their bellies. So, anyways, uh, my my guitar sound hole is basically the uh, living room's tiger tiger shark, um, because the kids put just anything in there and so like when i go to play my guitar i'll have to like shake it out and like you know license plate toy cheese string whatever is gonna gonna fall out of it you never know it's it's well your, uh, your license plate should be on your car but you know oh oh okay <laughs> that's that's the better place for it rather than inside the house maybe that's why my guitar is getting so much mileage <laughs> uh okay well i i will end off my uh my week with a home run as that uh there's uh, some new non-alcoholic beer styles available to buy recently. So I got to do a fall order uh, to stock up the fridge. But uh, one of the one of the new ones was from um, 
I closed it now, but the Athletic Brewing Company, which does non-alcoholic beers, they have a hazy IPA available to buy in Canada now. So that's one of the ones I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up. I like a hazy IPA. That's that, that sounds good. Um, so my my home run is uh, we got a treadmill. I don't know. I guess you can't see it from here, but it's it's, it's gigantic. We're gonna have to like take this thing apart in order to get it out of the house if we ever move. But uh, yeah, it's kind of helping me to get back onto the. My, my like my running switch is, is is turned on again. Like with the summer and the heat, it's very hard to. It's a lot harder to get out and run in the summertime than it is in the wintertime for me, actually. So it's uh, nice to be able to have an indoor option when the weather is not good to uh, to 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 have a run. So this this treadmill is pretty cool. Well, it's good. It also doubles as a uh, as a hanger for clothes to dry them out. So you're, you're stealing you're mom's careful. material. You're stealing mom's <laughs> material. You have to come up with something more original than that. Uh, well, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that, so I, I'm not stealing anything. Anyway, um, do you have anything, anything else you want to cover for the week before I, uh, update on softball? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, I, uh, I had a, a pretty decent week this week. Um, on Wednesday, normally it's, uh, a, it's a worse night for me, but, uh, I was, I think I was one home run shy of the cycle and went five for five with a walk and and uh Vanessa had a great game too, four for four. Uh and also surprisingly enough discovered that our Wednesday team is first in the division with a seven and four record. I was surprised to see that. I didn't think we were hmm. doing that well. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, on a negative note, uh, our Tuesday doubleheader got rescheduled to a different field that we haven't played before, and it's further away, and it's at 6.30, so we're going to have to leave earlier than we normally do. It's uh, a bit of a bit of a pain, but we'll, uh, we'll get there. So it's, it's, a, it's a road trip. To... <laughs> Pretty, almost. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, may, may, maybe uh, you can steal some of Jason Love's Thunder and, and write a book about it. Uh, probably not. Do you think there'll be some Waffle Houses you can uh, stop at? No, there will not be. Uh, okay, well, that's, uh, that's pretty much the rest of our podcast. So uh, I think you had a message you want to get out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say thanks again to Jason Love for, for stopping in and, and, doing, and, and uh, doing that great interview. And it was, it was a great talk. Um, but yeah, uh, in Canada, uh, most of our listen, listeners are Canadian, I'm sure. Um, Monday is voting day, so don't forget to get out there and vote. I think all you, just, all you need is, is just your piece of ID with your address and some sort of letter that has yeah i think that you either need a voting card or if you're not registered you can register at the polls so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty easy and pain-free i'm pretty sure they've eliminated all pain from the voting process uh at least in modern times yeah for sure um all right well uh thanks for listening this week don't forget to follow at jades from home don't forget bye bye all right bye